Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, friends. It's me. I'm back. How are we doing? It's your favorite time of the week. Is it? I'm gonna assume it is. Thursdays are the best. Honestly, like, why even wait for Friday when every day could be Friday? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. That's cheesy as fuck, but you get the drill. So I was thinking about what to record. I had so many subjects in mind. I wanted to tackle something that was important at that time, but then I was like... Maybe we should just talk about something that's never gonna be old. It's always gonna be there. No matter, you know, no matter how much we change, it's gonna be there generation after generation, which is the rum rolls. It's not very positive. I don't know why I'm hyping it up. It's bullying, basically. Now, if you're one of those people who haven't been bullied, then damn, you're just missing the, the glory after being bullied. There's this certain feeling about being bullied that when you grow up, you just have this certain aura that I think like you wouldn't have if you just lived a normal, happy, healthy life. You wouldn't, you know, life was treating you too good and you're being, you know, kind of boring. I'm sorry. But for me who got bullied, for everybody who got bullied at such a young age, I was like, maybe, maybe we should just talk about how to get over that. And what is the positive outcome of being bullied? You're gonna, you're gonna have to think about it from the positive side. It happened. There's nothing you can do about it. But then how could we change from being the victim to being boss-ass people? You know what I'm talking about. So yeah, I was like, this is perfect. I'm gonna share my experience on being bullied. Basically, everybody that I know was bullied at a certain point. You know, everybody get bullied at some point by their boss, by their friends by, I don't know, colleagues, everybody gets bullied. And it's very common. It's not like when you were young and it just disappears. You get bullied your entire life. But back to my story, when I was in first grade, I had um, I had a Spider-Man backpack. And, you know, I'm, I'm so glad I wasn't, wasn't like a basic bitch, you know, with Barbie and shit. No, it wasn't. It was different since day one. And all of the girls in my class, of course, basic bitches, what can we do? They had like this glittery bags, they had this Barbie dolls and shit like that. And I was different. 
I actually stole my bro- one of my brother's backpack because it was the beginning of the year. Didn't have the time to um, buy a bag. And I was just in first grade. You know, it's first grade. You don't take anything seriously, you know? A lot of people are excited about it. Not me. Not me. I, I was barely there, so... So yeah, I stole one of my brother's backpacks and I went to school. So there was this group of girls, of course, in first grade, you know, we like... There was a tall girl, there was a short girl, and there was like a tiny, stupid girl. That's what I'm gonna call her. That tiny, stupid girl was the bully. Now here's the funny part. Her name is Moza. So in Arabic, Moza means banana. Now I don't know how I let a girl named Banana bully me that's on me that i blame myself for that like you know one comeback and this girl's screwed like your name is banana if i were you i would shut up my entire life like i'm not even gonna talk but no banana had to say something miss banana wouldn't include me she just wouldn't because first of all i'm the girl who has spider-man backpack second of all i'm the new girl third of all she just doesn't like me and i was like wow sis what a racist annoying bitch she was a racist actually but yeah she just wouldn't include me in anything and i felt lonely as fuck and i would cry every single day and i wouldn't go to school but then i wouldn't tell anybody that i was bullied and this girl would bully me every single day and it was just a horrible experience and my teachers were when i tell you psychopath i mean it with every single bit of me i really mean it like they were not healthy teacher they they're not liable for teaching kids that's how fucked up they were um so i was being bullied from the teachers especially my math teacher and my english teacher fuck you y'all not gonna forget you uh when i make it i'll be snitching on you just so you know not letting it go anyways so i was bullied from this girl wouldn't include me i didn't have any friends because why would they the girl with spider-man why would anybody want to talk to her, right? And I had this horrible haircut. It was just not... I wasn't, like, ready for school. I wasn't. I really wasn't. I No. School? No. So, the teachers were really bad on top of that. My English teacher used to actually hit me. Which is physically abusive. It's not okay to hit a kid. Um, at that time, I really didn't understand the... the of course, the legal terms. If a kid come up to me and be like, their teacher hit them, I'll be running to the police. But I wouldn't tell anybody. I wouldn't tell my parents. I wouldn't tell anybody. I wasn't really close with my sister back then. Um, so yeah, it was a rocky, healthy environment. I did not like that phase of my life. Um, so yeah, I just hated it. And they would bully me. They would hit me. And the only one who actually made me survive that time was my best friend, which we're friends till now. Um, she was the only one who actually took me in, understood me, and we were friends up until now. Like, really close friends, which is about 13, 14 years from that time. I developed this ability of not giving a fuck of what, what people think of me. It took me a long time, but eventually I've been there. And growing up with seven brothers, you kind of have this thing where you hear the worst things and it wouldn't bother you. Like, it's a self-defense mechanism. If you tell me anything, I really wouldn't care because I've heard... I've heard worst. Um, I've heard worse. So, <laughs> can't do anything about it. So, yeah. It, it, although it was horrible and it's not really okay. 
But then, yeah, I was like, yeah, pff, you know what? Like, I've, I heard worse than this. What could possibly hurt me? Um, until now, I don't really care. I really don't. I like. I started this podcast knowing that a lot of people would be pissed off. I was like, you know what? I kind of have a superpower. Oh, well. Dealing with hate. Although I don't get hate a lot. I think like I give you the wrong image now. I don't get hate a lot. Because why would people hate, hate on me for, for doing absolutely nothing? But what I mean is if I don't get offended by mean comments anymore. I really don't. So yeah, it's not very often that I hear a mean comment. But when I do, I'll be like, hmm, that's not true. Because if it was true, I would hear it from the closest people around me. Right? I'm not going to hear something negative from people who barely know me. That just That's just stupid, you know? Um, so yeah, if I hear something from my family or from my closest friends, then yeah, I'm gonna take it seriously. I'm gonna start changing. But if it's from people who are barely strangers, then you should shut the fuck up. You're just like banana. You're really like, you're just like banana. What can I say? So yeah, I feel like everybody has a banana in their life. Miss Banana actually represented the ultimate bully. Yeah, even, even though I met my best friend then and we had like a mini group and everything, I still got bullied. I still got bullied until I was, hmm, up until fifth grade. I was bullied. Not by Banana, by her gang, because Miss Banana. But it's just, it's one of those things that you can't talk to school about. For example, if you go to the teacher and be like, Banana pulled my hair. So be like, aw, Banana, you really did that? Go kiss her in the forehead. And she would spit on my forehead. It's one of those things, like it's not gonna, they're not gonna take it seriously. And living in the Middle East, you should know that therapy and, you know, mental health. Yeah, good luck with that. It doesn't exist, really. Especially back then. Uh, what are you talking about? You know, it, it wasn't really a thing that we're, we were talking about. Like in families, gatherings, and school. It's not talked about. It's like a taboo, you know? If you if you have a mental issue, go pray. That's, that's your solution. Um, but now, thankfully... We have the internet, we know how to handle things a bit more seriously and a bit more efficiently, if you say. Um, but back then, therapy and talking and communicating? Uh, no. At least not to me. I don't know. Actually, I don't know anybody that went to therapy. Anybody. And they all have mental issues. Which is so sad because it, should be, it shouldn't be like a, a taboo subject. It should be like a more normal thing. Like, we talk about it, and if you go to therapy, it doesn't mean that you're crazy or do stupid things that people talk about these days. Or if you have mental issues, then you're not liable to stay with people because you're going to hurt them. Or say, You see, people start being afraid of you instead of helping you. That's what I felt like was difficult. Because when you talk about these things, you be like, ah, you want to be like, you know, the Western. You want to be like those who go to therapy. You're not rich. You shouldn't be... You know, these stupid comments? Like, everybody should have access to going to therapy it's like going to, to the fucking dental a lot of comments that i heard and i mean a lot repeatedly like from everybody around me that if you have a mental health issue that just simply means that you're not connected with god and the only solution to it is to pray now that's that's gonna sound like a real solution to people who are religious what about people who don't believe in religion in the first place you can't tell them these type of stuff and expect them to be like yeah okay thank you dude for the advice it's like it doesn't make sense to them so they i don't feel like they understand that there's so many people who are not in the same position i'm trying to be very careful with my words because i know this is like a sensitive topic but he, we're here to speak facts really 
Like if I came from that place and I can tell you exactly what happens. Now, of course, for people who are religious, yeah, they're going to believe it and they're going to take it seriously. Or for people who just simply don't pray, what, what, what could help them? Some people have actually mental issues and they need help. And suggesting therapy, it wasn't really an option. I don't know if it's still a thing now because I don't live there anymore. But I, I hope it is. I mean, people developed and they, they have the internet and they can read about it. And there's a lot of people who talk about mental health, mental issues there, which is really amazing to see the difference, like how far we've came. Uh, instead of just making fun of it, it'll be like, yeah, you want to be like them who goes to therapy. Yeah, you don't actually have issues. You just want to pray. But you see, these, to- these type of comments don't actually help you. They didn't take you somewhere. A lot of people committed suicide because of these comments. Because people don't take you seriously enough. Until you do something, be like, yeah, well, damn, I should have believed him. Or I should have believed her. Now, growing up in an Arab household, there's just so many things that are different. Depression, it's not talked about openly. It's not. You could could be depressed and you would feel embarrassed to tell anybody you know because it's not something to talk about, right? Um, They will ask you, like, what do you mean you're depressed? What do you mean? Like, you know, they they will generally ask you, like, what do you mean you're being depressed? You were happy today. You sat down, we talked, we laughed. Like, what happened? Now you're suddenly depressed. Now you want to be dramatic. They give you that type of energy. And if you're somebody who's depressed, that's something. It's going to stuck with you. It's not going to help you. It will affect you. Definitely. Now, I used to think that depression is about crying all the time, sleeping all the time, just feeling dull, you don't want to live anymore. I used to think that it was like that. But I, when I read about it and I saw it in real life, I, I realized that it's not always like this. Sometimes you can barely see if somebody is depressed, but they're dying inside. You don't see it in their faces. You know what I mean? Because they're trying so hard to just accept it. And this is when things fall apart. When you start accepting that this is your life now and there's nothing you can do about it. This is just a disaster that's going to ruin everything for you. So it's always it's always better if you ask somebody how they're feeling. No matter no matter how happy they seem. You know, if they're happy, they'll just explain it to you and you'll see how happy they are. But if they're sad, they're going to start talking to you. And they're, they're going to start opening up. And it's going to take time from somebody to another. But what I'm saying is, you're not always going to know if somebody's depressed or not. Even if you live with them, even if you see them every single day, it's not always visible. Now, one of the closest people in my life have actually been depressed. And I know how it feels like. I We share the room. I see what it feels like. And although you feel like you, can do, you can't do anything about it, they won't talk to you about it. It's so personal and... It's just they feel like you can't help them. But it just the idea of just acknowledging that and listening and asking over and over again, how could you help them? How can you make their life easier? It's actually a progress. And although I was young and I didn't really understand how to help, I don't know what it feels Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's like, but I've seen people in my life who have been depressed and it's it's something unbearable to see. And I can't, I can't even imagine how it feels like. I really can't. But I, when I talk to them now about how did they overcome that stage, First of all, you have to realize that the only one that could help you is you. That's the only one that can help you. You can, you can open up as much as you want, but if you don't have the will to take yourself from that bad place, you'll always be stuck. You'll always feel like you're the victim. You'll always feel like life is always against you and there's nothing you can do about it. And the only thing you can picture is this life. That's miserable. You will always be miserable, always going to be depressed. You're going to start having suicidal thoughts because you think that's the only way to basically end this. So what I would suggest is that just realize that you're the only one who can take you from that place. Second thing is to talk to people about it. The more people know about it, the more you're going to get help. It's not something, especially with depression, it's not something that you would like to keep in. Um, because it keeps building on, building on, and your brain would just love to hurt you. It's not going to tell you this is not okay, go talk to, to people, go talk to therapy, it's not going to tell you that. Your brain is going to tell you what you want to hear, and all you want to hear at that point is just negative thoughts. So talk to people about it, see what they can do. See what, what, how maybe you, you would talk to somebody who been in that position that could help you. But realizing that you know, it's, it's, you can't keep this to yourself. It's not something that you, 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 people should be ashamed of being depressed. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the thing that helped them the most. Talking from people that I know from my life, that's how they help them out. They realize they're not the victim. They realize that they, they want to they wanna start opening up and talking to people about it. And it made a lot of sense for the people that you're, you're acting this way because of that. Because not a lot of people know it. Not a lot of people know that you're depressed and you're you're just, you know, in a bad position in your life. They don't know that. So the more you explain, the, like, the people get better understanding of your situation. 
Therefore, they're gonna help you. They're gonna understand you more. Third thing is that I feel like it's huge. Whether you have negative thoughts, whether you are depressed, whether you just feel like it's, it's, it has to do with everything. It has to do with your environment. You have to get you have to get out of the house. You can't stay in your bed all day. You can't stay in your room. You can't stay at your house every single day because the only place that you will just get distracted and you will feel like you have an actual life is outside your house. I don't feel like your house should be the place that you cultivate your ideas and it's it's a really horrible place no matter how cozy it is no matter how pretty it is you should always feel like you have a life and isolating yourself at home or at your room it's not gonna do that for you it's not gonna do any good um so yeah even me personally when i don't go to school when i don't do anything with my life i stay weeks in my house and i'm talking weeks I feel like I became a really negative person, which is the last thing I want. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely against that. And then I, I keep realizing that maybe because I generally don't have a life anymore. All I do is I have my laptop, work on it, do all my things from the laptop and stay at home. I don't enjoy home. I'm not a homey person, okay? I'm, I don't like it. But at some point, I just lose motivation to do things outside. You know what I mean? Especially when I start moving here. There's nothing to do. Literally, it's so boring and it's all trees and shit. I'm not like that. I'm a city girl. I gotta do what you gotta do. But, you know, I so I started being negative and a lot of people notice that. I, I don't like it, but... So yeah, the more you realize what it, where is the issue, the better you can fix it and the faster you can fix it. Now, this is, this is big. This is really important. Change the content that you consume to something positive. Now, that's gonna sound kind of cliche, but on the long term, it has a big effect on you. Even if you're not depressed, even if you're just, you know, minding your own business and you feel like you lose that motivation to life, you don't have any ambition anymore, it's probably because of what you're consuming. You're consuming a lot of crap on the internet. You're just seeing people living their life, feeling like, oh, okay, cool. You forget that you actually have your own. And everything that you read, everything that you see every single day, it's gonna have a huge effect on you. Now, I saw this experiment where they, where the person did not use social media for 30 days and they seen how their life changed drastically. And I'm talking huge. And they filmed the, uh, the experiment for every single day for 30 days. And they noticed that they're more happier. They have more time and they have more things to say. Now, that was interesting to me because uh, according to me, I feel like if you read more in the internet, if you see more, then yeah, you're going to have more knowledge. Therefore, you're going to talk to a lot of people and have something to share with, right? That's what, at least that's how you see it. But it's not true. It's not true because, see, the algorithm of the internet is only going to design things for you to see what you like. It's not going to show you something new every single day. You're going to only see things you like. Therefore, you're going to become this boring person who always talk about the same things. But if you stop consuming things, even music, music has a big effect on us. I remember when I used to listen to sad music, I would go to school and I'll be listening to Adele. Why? Who hurt me? Absolutely nobody. And I would see 
genuinely, I'm not even kidding you. I, whenever I go to school, the first thing I see is my friend and she would see me sad. And it's just the morning, nothing happened. I only went to school, that was it. It's not something, nothing happened. But I realized that my mood depends on the music I listen to and the things that I consume every single day. I used to be obsessed, obsessed of sad movies. Sad movies was my thing. I actually run out of everything. Literally, you know what I used to write? I used to write movies that make you cry. I did not just want to s- a sad movie. I wanted to cry. That was like my passion. I ran out of them. There's nothing to watch anymore. Literally. I watched The Fault in Our Stars 30 times. 30 times. I read that book. I just, I loved it because it was too sad for me. And, I, and at that time, I was really, really sad. I was a really negative person. But why? Why choose to be that? So the minute that you realize that what you do, what you see every single day, is gonna have effect on your mood. So it, there's a reason why in movies, you know, when they're when they're shooting a scene of a successful person or a person that who's happy going to the interview, they don't put sad music. They really they don't. It doesn't make sense, right? They put like happy music. They don't put Adele. So do that to your, to your life too. You you know you want to be happy. Put a put a happy song. You know, put anything, but don't put a sad song and expect you to have the best mood. Especially in the morning. Why set the mood for the rest of the day because of Adele? Don't listen to Adele unless you're in a heartbreak. Then it's gonna resonate with you. Then you can cry it out and nobody will judge you. But then it's Adele. By the way, she's dropping a song really soon. Just so you know. So what I did is I actually deleted all the sad songs from my phone. I don't have any sad song on my Spotify. Um, all I have is just rap songs and happy songs. Does this make sense? I listen to September song every single day. And I change my music to club music. I listen to songs that only plays in club in the morning. Like, how cool is that? And I feel like I'm living my best life. Like, I feel like Beyonce. I genuinely feel like Beyonce. So, yeah. Go listen to club music in the morning. You're gonna have the best fucking energy out of everybody. Everybody gonna be slumpy and be like, yeah, Friday. You know, you're gonna be like that. Thank me later. And the last thing is that realize that it's just a phase and it's an outcome of a tragic event. It won't last. It won't last. Your happy moments won't last. Your bad moments won't last. And it's, it's, it's life. Life wouldn't stay the same way unless you you want it to be. Now, this is big because of course, when you t- tell somebody depressed like just get out of the phase, you know, just stop thinking. That sounds so stupid because who want to be unhappy? Who want to be unhappy? So I was listening to this episode of um, this podcast called See the Diary of a CEO. I think I talked about it before. Maybe last week. I pff, I don't know. I have amnesia. Um, so he, he did an interview with a guy called Mu Jodat. Um, he's an Egyptian, he's a writer, he is, I think, the head of Google X. And he was talking about happiness and how he basically dedicated his life into making people happy. And he, he just, after his son died, his name is Ali, after he died, um, he wanted to write a book about Ali and how, how Ali would like to live his life, basically. So Ali was always a happy person. He was always calm. That's how he explained it. And he inspired him to write this book. And he's always that person who always seen mathematics and everything. So he wanted to solve it. He wanted to, to, to basically see it as, as an equation 
into happiness. So he wrote this book and he was saying that happiness is choice. And he said that a lot of people, when they hear it, they genuinely would tell you it's bullshit. If, if happiness was choice, why, why would anybody be sad, right? But when you think about it, happiness is actually choice. You see people living in the, in the poorest places of the earth, but they don't see them complain much because happiness is a choice. So I believe that everybody should choose happiness, no matter how little they have in life. Um, that doesn't mean that they should be less ambitious, just completely lose control to what life throws at them. There's certain things that you can control, and there's certain things that you just can't. No matter how much you try, you just can't. You're going to waste your energy, and you're going to waste your time. The minute that you realize that these things cannot be changed, you're going to be more happy. You're going to be happy that people wouldn't notice you. So go listen to that episode. Go listen to it. I, I promise you, you would not regret it. You're going to thank me. So it's going to make a lot more sense. And it's, 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 it's life-changing in a way that I can't explain it. I don't say it much about people. that I, I just. It's one of those things that I would com- just recommend people over and over again. He's one of those people that just... He's just mind-blowing. He really is, you know? I don't know why a lot of people don't talk about him. I don't know why he's not on the news 24-7. But this guy is revolutionary. He is revolutionary. And his story is so unique. And I don't... I'm really proud to say that we have Middle Eastern that actually think this way. Other than just, you know, focusing on shit that don't matter. And politics and things like that. You know, if you actually use our brain, we can, we can actually represent a better community. Just so, just talking. Thank you for listening. And I really hope this conversation brought you brought you value. And if you do, if it brought you value, if you enjoyed it, if you had a little hee-hee, a little laugh, share it to a friend. Share it to a friend. I wouldn't be mad, you know? I really wouldn't. So share it to a friend. That friend will share it to a friend. That friend will share it to their mother. The mother will share it to a grandmother. And we could be like a huge family. Who wouldn't want that? Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave a comment on Apple Podcasts if you like it. No pressure, guys. I'm not one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For those people like, press the button. It's cool. It's cool. And yeah, thank you for listening and I'll see you next Thursday. Adios. Thank mm-hmm. you.